The only reason I'm able to do twins is because it's what God put before me and He's given me what I need. To, every day. Every day. Welcome to Walk With Me, a ministry of Cornerstone Church. Hi, my name's Tori and I'll be your host. Sometimes when I want to make a new friend, I'll say, come walk with me and we'll talk. My goal for this podcast is that we as women would walk together and enjoy sweet community in Christ. Today in our program, we're going to talk about twins and we're going to talk to two moms of twins. So I'm going to let you both introduce yourselves and then you can just tell us a little bit about yourself or your family or anything you would think we would like to know. Okay. My name is Jackie Bong. I'm married to Nathan and we have two two and a half year olds, Logan, our daughter, and Ryder is our son. And yeah, Nathan and I both are on staff here at Cornerstone. He's full-time with the technical ministries and I am part-time with D6. And so our kids fully get to experience <laughs> life in the church. And, so. and they've been coming here since they were tiny, tiny. Super tiny. Yeah. So it's fun. And they are well known in the foyer at Cornerstone. <laughs> Excellent. Julie. Yeah, I'm Julie Farron. Um, I'm a, I'm a mom who has five daughters, so five, five girls, and they're all getting to the grown-up age now, but um, my youngest two are identical twins, and uh, I live in Colo. Uh, my husband passed away about a year and a half ago, and we've been coming to Cornerstone since my twins were about three, three or four years old, so, um, and they're now 21. Huh. So... Little, I'm on the other side yes. of yes. some of the. <laughs> so there's so many things we want to know, uh, the listeners and myself. So tell us how it was. Um, I remember you, Jackie, when you came back from maybe an ultrasound or an appointment, and I asked you what you were having, and you said, oh, "I'm having a boy and a girl." So you were surprised. We were very surprised. We were 21 weeks when we found out we were having twins, and uh, yeah, in shock. Had no idea going into that, and. Do twins in the family? We do. Yeah, my great grandmother is a twin, and Nathan's grandfather is a twin. But we learned after the fact that it was just through my genes that the twins oh. came about. So huh. you just never really expect it to happen, even if it is in your family. Right. Mm-hmm. There's so many other people that had kids and didn't have twins. Right. And so we were shocked, but then after the fact, you know, not super surprised that uh-huh. it happened because. Uh huh. It is in our family, so, yeah. But that was a shocking Revelation. discovery. Yeah. <laughs> so, Julie, yours was different. They weren't first. Correct. My oldest was 14. Mm-hmm. And my kids are spaced about five years apart um, school-wise. And we went to, um, I normally went to Marshalltown for my OB uh, doctors, uh, but they wanted me to um, have... Uh, an amniocentesis done. I had to go to Iowa City for that just because of my age, you know, with having them. So we went there and it was a husband-wife team, the doctor and his nurse was his wife. And she put the ultrasound um, paddle on me and she gets this look on her face and as soon as she did, I'm looking at the screen and I'm like, (laughs) oh my word, what's going on? And she says, should we tell her now or wait? (laughs) And I says, what? And luck, I was so glad my husband could go with me. Mark was leaning against the wall, and they told us it was twins, and he just like, 
puts his head against the wall. And we found out that day from um, the amniotic uh, testing that they did that one was a girl. And they were quite certain they were identical that the other one was a girl too because the membrane dividing them was quite thin so they couldn't get a good specimen on the amniotic fluid of the other twin and they only saw, you know, one placenta. And um, so here we are, you know, finding out we have three daughters, <laughs> my fourth pregnancy, and we're driving home laughing hysterically about God's <laughs> sense of humor. <laughs> it's like, like, you are supposed to raise daughters. Uh -huh. oh. <laughs> yeah, wow. when we went into the ultrasound room, she started it and she put the thing on my stomach and an image popped on the screen right away. And she immediately pulled it off because she knew what she was seeing. We had no clue. And she turns back to her computer, does a couple things, and turns back to us and says, so I have some news. There are two babies. And I literally was hysterical. I mean, laughing hysterical. Could not gain control. Nathan's head in his hands immediately. Just, yes. oh my word, what are we going to do? <laughs> and it was just probably a good 10 minutes before we could go on because I was laughing and wetting myself because I was that sounds like that's on the way home you had home. to drink so much water right before you got to yeah. <laughs> sounds like that's on the way home and it wasn't that we were trying for a boy we were very happy with you know right. having girls but it right. was just that extra little exclamation point girls two <laughs> more <laughs> wow so yours are identical yes. Julie they don't look identical no, no. Mm -hmm. um one, we, we had to monitor their growth quite closely. And I, I ended up going to a perinatologist in Des Moines, and they did very frequent ultrasounds. One of them wasn't getting as much nourishment in the womb as the other. Huh. And, um, you know, they were watching them quite closely. They actually gave me steroids to help develop their lungs. Mm -hmm. And they told me, you know, she had established a growth curve, and once she leveled off, that I would have to have them. Mm -hmm. And we'd, we'd have to move forward with things. So it was a little iffy. And actually, in Iowa City, they painted a much gloomier picture with the small, the other twin. Huh. Um, that quite often people are pregnant with twins, and one doesn't make it. Then they didn't huh. really, never really find that out. Oh, really? Yeah. So anyway, um, actually, it was just um, six weeks early that um, she leveled off, and we had to have them, and she was smaller at, at birth. Her birth weight was smaller, too. Hmm. So... Did that remain the same? She was a um, little bit smaller? Yeah, they... They got closer in size, I suppose, in, in elementary some, but one weighed, um, the larger one weighed 414, and the smaller one was 37 when they were born. Wow. And then as they she got... She was quite a bit bigger. Yeah. And as they got to puberty, one went through puberty quicker hmm. than the other, and then that's when we really saw the difference, um, you know, with height uh -huh. difference. Even their body shape seems, you know, different, but... Strange yeah. for identical yeah. twins. Yeah, and I maybe you have I, You probably haven't researched it since yours weren't identical. But you know, you all almost wonder, like, depending on when the egg divides, mm -hmm. oh, sure. you know, into two, and hmm. then the whole nourishment thing. But it's it's quite intriguing. It's something I'd like to study more. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that there's that many studies mm -hmm. out there on it. Yeah. So obviously, yours were fraternal because they're mm -hmm. boy and a girl. Yeah. So people asked us a lot how I could tell them apart, <laughs> huh. which was always well, just funny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's change a diaper. Right. Pretty easy. Way to Pretty simple. You don't have to paint their toenails or anything. No. no. <laughs> well, so what were those first, everybody wonders, what were those first months like? So for you, it was the first foray into motherhood, you know? Yes. But for you, you'd only had one baby at a time. 
So it was still different. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about those first few months and has it gotten easier, Jackie? Mm-hmm. You know, and um, yeah, what's it like to have two teens? We want to know. So, okay, go ahead. Uh, for us, it was surreal <laughs> because we found out at 21 weeks that they were that we were having two babies, and they came at 32. So we had about 11 weeks to process the fact that we were not just having one baby that, oh, the nursery we painted actually won't fit two beds. And, oh, my. Oh, we'll have to get, you know, there was just a lot to take in, and we weren't expecting them to come at 32 weeks. And so when they did come, we spent the first month in the hospital. Right. There's just the aspect of the miracle of life, I think, that when you have a baby that you realize, holy cow, that person grew inside of me and God did that and that's amazing. And so for us to see that then times two and to see these two complete human beings that were there and that they're perfectly whole and it was just a really amazing and surreal time. And like I said, the first month we were in the hospital and so there was just a lot of time spent there praying over them and waiting for them to come home and then the first couple months at home still I think it was just like, Are you we have two Babies, babies here and and thankfully we had they were really easy babies and so it was did you have help when you came home um we had people who would come in and out um but for the most part we were on your own we were there and nathan's parents live in town and they were really helpful yeah. coming over when they could and um we've got a girl that has been a part of our lives forever and she would always pop in in that moment when I was like I actually might lose my mind right now and one of you might not survive uh-huh. and then in would walk there Molly she and comes. look at me I'm gonna take a baby and oh, save your life yes. and so we were really thankful for people like that mm-hmm. and my parents are 45 minutes away and so mm-hmm. we had people who were around to help us and support us um, and so we were thankful for that but there were a lot of days that there we yeah. were right on our own how about you, Julie? What was it like the first few months having them home? Well, we were in the hospital a while, too. Um, the smaller one was in there for three weeks. Okay. Um, the the other one came home five days prior to that, and it was really hard bringing her home and leaving Without. the other one. Yeah, there still went down every day, and that was difficult. And I think there are so many preemie babies in the NICU that are um, from unexperienced mothers, and when I think the nurses bundled the smaller one a little bit more so she could be the right weight to come home because oh. <laughs> you know I had experience as a mom right but um, yeah my oldest was 14 I don't think she thought it was especially cool for her mom to be pregnant when she was 14 then the next uh-huh. one was 10 and she thought it was awesome and uh-huh. she uh, liked to help out we were very fortunate in that both our mothers um, lived close by and uh, were very committed to coming by and, and, and helping us as they could yeah but still you know there's that through the night mm-hmm. one would be awake the other or awake up the other one even though it was asleep and one of one of the girls the smaller one just did not do well sleeping through the night in fact she can sleep through the night till she's about 18 months two years huh. or, or they were born in july and later later on a couple years later i really couldn't remember what our first christmas where we were what we were doing it's all a blur it's all a blur some things are just a blur that first year and a half and my sister Mm -hmm. laughs we had a family gathering when the girls were uh still babies and and teased us that we looked like zombies (laughs) 
just sitting there on the couch. <laughs> right. You're just trying to survive. Uh-huh. Just trying to survive. Uh-huh. Even with one baby, you're just trying to survive. Yeah. yeah. That's a prayer, though. We had... Um, uh, I I co-led a Moms in Touch prayer group, you know, in our community, and that group of ladies, we, you know, had lots of prayer support through that, and, and people coming down, too, so huh. um, it was it was great. So now you look back and think, wow, I did that. Yes. Right. Uh-huh. It's very different on this side of things. Yeah. And right. And even now, I mean, I my kids are two, and... It still hits me sometimes when I look back and see a photo of, like, my two newborns, and I realize, oh, my word, I I had twins. I yeah. gave birth to two kids at one time. It just is still a mind-boggling uh-huh. thing it to is. me to... And I don't think that'll ever no. go away. But. Yeah, I, I feel um, I, there were twins in my family. My grandma had twins. Her grandmother was an identical twin. Um, but like you said, you just... You don't think about it. You don't think it's going to happen to you. And you'd you. have three singles before. Yeah, so I thought, well, it's so, I'm, and I was getting large quickly. That's I'm not, well, it's my fourth pregnancy, but there was a, another reason why uh-huh. I was your fourth and your fifth, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. But um, so tell us I, about having teen twin girls. Well, I, uh, you know how it can be raising girls, and, <laughs> and <laughs> yep, some of the fun things that girls deal with with at school and friends and whatnot. So from a very young age, I tried to, you know, instill into the girls that, you know, you guys are family. And there may be people and an enemy out there that would try to divide you and pit you against each other. And I don't know if I'm taking sort of a negative approach, but I just want them to uh, realize that I expected and they needed to always be there for each other. Huh. And, um, you know, not allow people to, you know, pull them one way or the other, you know, uh-huh. against each other. So that was real important. I mean, we had lots of talks. We had lots of talks about lots of things. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it, for the most part, I thought that they really worked hard doing that. Um, they were very different personalities. Hmm. Um, one, I think, was a little bit more um, outgoing at first and engaging, where the other one more would sit back and... Mm-hmm watch people and so I think the one that would sit back and watch people maybe got overlooked a little bit oh, really? in the teen years she and, wasn't uh, bringing attention to herself right and um, she's much different now that she's in college than huh. in high school they were both very active in sports and uh-huh. and doing things and they were good athletes but um, they they always considered each other their best friend and now they're not together no is that really hard for them um, it, it has been hard, but I think they were both going to go to you and I, and then, um, one of the twins got, started getting pursued, uh, to play basketball. Uh-huh. And so she decided to take a look at that and did make a decision to go to, to Grandview to play basketball. And, uh, we didn't know that her twin would really go to you and I, cause it was sort of flip-flopped who was going to go there first. Mm-hmm. So as it turned out, um, McKenna went to to you and I, and it worked out really well. Her older sister had had gone there and had been begging Troy to start a church up there oh. for years, and was involved with cool. um, helping to get things started, you know, up there because she knew all the existing ministries, uh-huh. and uh, they sort of picked her brain. Uh, Stan Hayek did about yeah. Salt Company and mm-hmm. and and whatnot. So McKenna went up there, and Madison went to Grandview and Des Moines, and 
we just really saw a lot of growth in both girls and their faith becoming their own and just see McKenna growing in, you know, relationally with, with uh -huh. people, her, you know, own friends and, you know, let a small group up there and very involved. They she, weren't identified as the twins anymore, probably. They right. were their own people. Mm -hmm. Yes, for sure. Uh-huh. And uh, when then Madison went down to uh, Des Moines to Grandview, and I think it was a little difficult um, sometimes being involved with a sports team, and there aren't very many, there mm -hmm. weren't really many believers at right. all on campus. Mm -hmm. And her freshman year was, was tough in that way for her. Mm -hmm. She didn't have that. Whereas McKenna had the salt company. Immediately, yeah. yeah. From what she was, the, the culture that she was used to having grown up in at Cornerstone. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Do you see that your kids have real different personalities too, Jackie? Yes. Yeah. Huh. And it's something that we, um, just certain things about them we knew even before they were born. Huh. Just the way that they, just movements and uh -huh. um, activity that we noticed a difference when I was pregnant. And they're still true that, you know, Logan is the spitfire and she runs and bounces everywhere she goes. And that was the way she was <laughs> the whole time I was pregnant. Funny. And Ryder's just super laid back huh. and That's calm funny. about everything and so do they emulate their parents on that oh yeah logan is a hundred percent her dad funny he literally runs from uh -huh. one place to the next when huh. he goes somewhere doing errands with him is exhausting <laughs> <laughs> she probably thinks it's great she loves it she loves it <laughs> but even just the way that they interact with people Ryder loves people and he engages people hmm. so well and logan is very much just She's not a people person, and she's kind to people and enjoys being around them, but she's not, she has a hard time entering in, and uh -huh. she's often my shy one who's mm -hmm. hiding behind things. and. Both my girls were very, very quiet. They were like the little mice in the corner. Huh. I think with having three older sisters that, you know, they just would sit and listen and observe. Huh. And they were thought of as very quiet yeah. when they were. So what's the hardest thing about being a mom of twins? <laughs> uh, mine are two and a half. Uh -huh. <clears throat> and I would say discipline and just training them. Um, we're right in the height of... Naughtiness? Yeah, it's just them finding out who they are. Uh -huh. And um, I think it started at like 18 months. All of a sudden, we turned this corner of realizing, wow, sin is just in every one of us, and it's very evident in these two and so all of a sudden you find yourselves in a place where they have their own ideas and opinions and they're telling you no and they're disobeying and the hard thing with that was I had two at the exact same developmental stage right. doing it and so where I would take one to discipline them I would come back and the other ones doing the exact same thing and so you take that one away to discipline them and come back and oh look it's happening again and so I talked to a lot of moms of single babies who say you know I feel like all I do is discipline, you know, discipline my kid all day long and and you're sometimes I literally discipline mm -hmm. my kids all day, all day long. long so I think that's the hardest thing just because logistically practically speaking my, my attention is always uh -huh. divided and so just trying to invest and even just training them in simple things like how to eat a meal at the table. Mm -hmm. I don't, one child doesn't have my undivided attention. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm divided. I'm literally yeah. looking at one, telling you not to throw your food on the floor while this one's throwing their food, rubbing their food mm -hmm. in their hair, you know? So mm -hmm. it's just, it's things like that that mm -hmm. are just harder when yeah. 
You have two at the exact, exact same. same stage. Hmm. And they feed off each other, you know, yeah. so that's always hmm. fun, too. Yeah, so, Julie, what's the best thing about being a mom of twins? Oh, my girls have been just a huge, huge blessing for me. I, I just can't imagine life without having those last two. Huh. I, I really cannot. They've just been in so many ways. Mm -hmm. um, it's been hard with them leaving I leaving bet. home, right? Because they were last two, and that's you that's know, difficult. It, it is very difficult. But uh, seeing them both now involved, now that there's a new plant in Des Moines, both uh -huh. involved with new church plants, uh -huh. it's sort of like I feel God say, "I've got this." Right? You know, mm -hmm. let them spread their wings. I've got it. And you've got to view things like that. Yes, and I do. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's just, really hard. It's very lonely going from a house of seven to a house of. <laughs> it is, yeah. And like you said, you were widowed recently, and that has to be very difficult, all those changes at once. Yes, and they were, and, and we were all together. Uh, my husband battled cancer, and we had a lot of our family uh, around for the last, you know, even year and a half, and especially uh -huh. the last few months. And then, you know, after, you know, he did pass, it's just very different because you're so focused on helping him to, you know, be comfortable and what and he wouldn't eat well you know right. figuring figuring things out and taking care of him to this yeah very empty house and, very difficult yeah that's so. really hard you've had a lot of transitions yeah. lately yeah I became an empty empty nester very <laughs> yeah that's a hard transition yeah I've just experienced that and so I understand that um, not to the extent that you do um, so how did having twins after you already had several children, how did that affect like your other girls? You talked about that a little bit and your marriage. Mm -hmm. How did that affect your marriage? Well, my husband was quite involved on our fire department. So he was gone mm -hmm. and he was a farmer. So he was gone a lot. So mm -hmm. it was, it was hard at times. It was, you know, like you say, the nights, you know, or especially if one's cranky mm -hmm. and, and whatnot. But, um, I had, you know, I had help. So I think that, that really did, did help. But I'm, you know, it was Difficult. It's difficult at times. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about your marriage? I mean, did it? Did you guys feel like you had to so invest in the kids you couldn't pay attention to each other? Or how, how has that been the last couple of years? Um, yes and no. I think the thing that was nice about having them first is it's all we know. Mm -hmm. um, and so we really did. It was really unifying for us in the hmm. beginning. Um, Nathan's great. And mm -hmm. he's just... He's a servant, and that was the thing. I was actually just looking through my diary recently, and just I was just so, and am, just so thankful for the way that he was so supportive just all throughout. And so when we came home with two newborns, he was up with me every single time wow. the kids were awake. And, yeah. um, and still now, he will wake up with them if they happen to wake up at night. And, um, and so it was really unifying for us. But, yeah, it is hard when you have two tiny ones who need you to be able to yeah. invest in and see the other person. And so it was, it's hard, I think, for anyone to do that. To it is. And it was unifying for us. And my husband was there when they were a little too. I'm, mm -hmm. When they were a little bit older is right. when, you know, right. more getting to the toddler stage. And yeah. right. right now that. And their needs are so obvious that it's yeah easy to kind of like, I know I have to meet their needs. Where our husbands, their, their needs aren't as obvious. Right. And so sometimes I think they get yeah. neglected in the rush and mm -hmm. chaos yeah so well in the busyness of like with me having the older kids right. like, so i had the you twins had activities in, in july and 
September 1st, our oldest was playing high school. She was playing volleyball. So here I am with, you know, twin carriers. Twins. Yeah, carriers taking them to, to ball games. Mm-hmm. So they were doing it from the get-go. Yeah, we didn't know any different. So something we always wonder about, this has nothing to do with marriage or any of those other things, but you hear about twins having like a twin language. Did your girls have that? And did you, do your kids have that? Did your girls have it? A little bit. Um, and we were up at my sister-in-law's church. I was singing up there and uh, was uh, her son or daughter, one of them was getting confirmed, I don't remember which, and which they did up in, in their church. Well, I had the twins in their carriers. We had walked into the church, they were in the foyer, and one was around the corner from the other, but this young kid came tearing around the corner and ran into one of the twins' chairs. Well, the other, or the infant the carrier. Yeah. The other twin couldn't see that that happened, but she broke out screaming at the instant he did that. Huh. <laughs> it's like, it was really They had some connection. Something. They had really something. And they jabber. They would yeah. jabber. But. Yeah. Yeah, our kids definitely do. And we're right. They do. You know, they're two and a half, and so yeah. they're just starting learning to. English, yeah. too. So. <laughs> so it's really fun when they go back and forth between their twin talk and using actual words. And you'll hear one of them jabber, jabber, jabber about something, and the other one say, okay. Okay, yeah. Okay. Oh, funny. And so they they know a hundred percent what the other what one they're is saying. saying but awesome. my older two no had idea. a little language between them, and I couldn't mm-hmm. always understand my younger, my daughter Tess, but her brother Luke could always interpret and say what she was saying, and they would just carry on conversations in this unknown kind of gibberish. Yeah. And I had no idea what yeah. they were talking about. It will. It goes on. And on all day long. And it's it's a really sweet thing and really fun. Also, a little confusing when, you know, their their sibling understands them. And so uh-huh. then they try to communicate with you. And, buddy, I got nothing from right. what you just said there. <laughs> you want some water? I don't know. Isn't that Let's strange go for that. how that <laughs> happens? Yeah. And they just yeah. develop their own little way mm-hmm. of communicating. And there are certain things that we've picked up on. And so they have words that they've agreed this is what this means ah. and this is what this means and so we've been able to grab on too bad most kids forget that or else they could like interpret yeah. when they get older yeah yeah huh that's very interesting mm-hmm. just so interesting so you know we've talked about things that God has kind of taught you um through being a mom of twins but what has God taught you about yourself you know you've, he's taught you about himself mm-hmm. what has he taught you about yourself as you've even just been a parent Mm-hmm. Um, I think the thing for me is how weak I am, huh. and which is probably the best thing that I could have learned in this season because it's not me. I have people all the time ask me or tell me, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> and the truth is, I don't. And you I, don't know how you do it, probably. I don't know how I do it. <laughs> Every day, I'm like, I don't know how I got through today. Um, but I don't do it. I mean, the only reason I'm able to do twins is because it's what God put before me, and he's given me what I need to, huh. to Every do day. it. Every day. And, and I see that I'm weak, and whenever I try to take control of things, because I like to have control of things, I almost always fail. <laughs> and so it's just a daily, constant reminder that, I am weak, and what I can provide for them is insufficient, and huh. God provides. And that was something that I had to learn when they were in the NICU, and that was one of the hardest seasons for us because as a brand-new mom, you 
you want to be able to provide for your babies. For your babies. And I, I literally couldn't. Mm-hmm. And that was a really hard thing to accept that I just want to take my babies home with me. But, but if I, if I do that, they will die. Yeah. You know, and so just realizing that they are completely in God's hands huh. and he's in control. Right. And I'm not. So. Right. Huh. I would totally agree with that. Um, <laughs> I've had people through the years say, how did you do it? All those kids and all that. <laughs> you just do. Mm-hmm. You just do. You know, by God's grace. And also with losing my husband, too. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel it's, um, you know, I've just, uh, you know, when you spend so many years with someone that is your best friend, to lose them, I mean, it has just strengthened my relationship with God so much because, you know, you're just so used to having them around and then they're not there and, you, you know, you just, I don't know, it just has really uh, grown my faith. Huh. You know, it's hard to explain, but. Yeah. He gives the grace you need. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying there's some, you know, tough times. Yeah. Lots of crazy things, you know, yeah. and some tough things to get figured out and. And, and whatnot, but, um, yeah. Yeah. His presence. Really. Yeah, he becomes your all when he's all you yes. have. Yes. Definitely becomes your all. So um, what's some advice? We're to the advice part now. Mm-hmm. What's some advice you would give, even just a new mom, not even a mom of twins, just, or a mom of twins, what's some advice you would give? I would, I would say, you know, Accept help when people, you know, help. Think about Great. ways that you do need help. It might be uh-huh. just um, you taking care of the babies and them doing some light work around the house, you know, loading the dishwasher, unloading it, you know, doing some meals. But people do want to help mm-hmm. and take it. So admitting weakness. Like you said, you're weak. Absolutely. You know, admitting, like, yeah. I can't do it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great advice. Mm-hmm. I think in general, I would say one of the things I've just talked with a lot of friends and peers about recently is um, there's just so much information out there for us that I think it makes us feel um, inadequate. Mm -hmm. And so I think accepting help from people, asking for help, and just talking to real people rather than um, looking for answers on the internet. On the internet. Mm -hmm. It just is so hard Mm -hmm. just in general for us to... Mm -hmm to do that. But I think for a mom of twins, like you said, there, there are hard times. There are some things that are, that are just really hard to get through. And, mm-hmm. um, I think the thing that I reminded myself all the time was that this is a really unique gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and to remind myself to delight in what God has given me. And mm-hmm. this might be really hard. And, um, and sometimes it can feel really lonely too, because yes. people don't know what it's like to have twins unless they have twins. And so your number of people that you can reach out to is actually pretty small. And so it can, it can feel really lonely at times. And so I think to not focus on how hard it might be or on how lonely that is, but to look for those sweet gifts of, Absolutely. of having twins that, that, and, and the attitude of gratitude, mm-hmm. you know, trying to be grateful. Mm-hmm. For, and it, it, it seems at times, you know, in the middle of the night when you're both awake and the babies are awake, it's just like, oh my word, will this end ever? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you get on this side of it, it's, mm-hmm. you cherish it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, in that vein, would one of you or both of you like to pray for moms in your spot right now or feeling depleted or like, how do I get through another day and help them, um, 
yeah, pray so they would learn to be grateful, you know, and be able to persevere. Yeah. Sure. So. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? I can start. Okay. God, we are so thankful that um, you know us and you love us. And um, I just pray for all moms as we journey in this this walk, this life that you've put before us, that we would lean into you, into your strength, and um, that we would trust in your knowledge that you have gone before us, that you know all of our days and all of our situations and circumstances, and as hard as things may seem, God, would we lean into you, and would we just trust you and love you and know that you care for us and know that you want to carry us through and you want us to trust you and to love you. And God, we're so thankful for the ways that you uh, do provide for us, for your grace and your mercies every day. And so I pray for those moms who are feeling depleted, who are feeling empty, that they would rest in you, that they would find comfort and great peace in you. And God, I just pray that... um, those moms that Jackie just mentioned, that they uh, can find through you uh, things to be grateful for. Some of those very small blessings that they will look back on someday and are so thankful that um, they had those precious moments with, with their child. I just pray that you would give them peace and that they would call out to you and call out the name of Jesus um, just to uh, ask you to be present with them, God. And uh, we pray for the the people that are around them that um, they would be willing to help these moms and that moms would be okay with asking uh, for help uh, from others too, God. And I uh, just pray that you would be very, very present in their lives. Amen. Thanks so much for coming, and this was super interesting. And I think other women will not only find it interesting, but really encouraging. So, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for walking along with us today. I'd love to get to know you better, so let's walk again sometime, shall we?